skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who's getting married even though they're in love with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> You messy fools. <laughs> yeah, right? Keep the content coming, y'all. All right. Thank you. <laughs> but before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Yes, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. And we're emotionally unhinged. So <laughs> please take this <laughs> advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings, so we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, we're going to dive right into today's letter. It is from Cass, very confused, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Confused Town. Dear Sam and Sierra, first of all, thanks for the great advice and words of encouragement. You have been my constant companion throughout my difficult year. So here I am finally writing to you after months of considering it. Disclaimer, please excuse my terrible English as I am not a native speaker. 
I'm in a very difficult situation at the moment, so I will try to summarize it as best as I can. I'm about to get married in less than a month with who I used to think was the love of my life. We'll call him G, he, him. We have been in a relationship for eight years and living together for the last three. We met very young, 22 and 21. G is a nice, warm person, always taking care of me. We have fun together. We share a deep connection, family, friends, life goals, and even after all of the years, still great sex. I do confess, though, that our relationship the last few years has felt a bit monotonous, but it was never a big concern to me. About three years ago, I met B, he, him at work, and there has been since then a, such a strong connection, attraction, and chemistry between us. To make things worse, he is probably the most handsome man I've ever met. It's always the handsome ones, you know what I mean? <laughs> Never good news, those handsome ones. <laughs> <laughs> he is also in a relationship. So here comes the problem. It was all platonic between us until about a year ago, we had a project together and we had to spend lots of time with each other. During this time, we started bonding beyond the mutual physical attraction and it became a real connection. For months, we became quite inseparable, hanging out during during and after work, constantly texting and calling. I felt with him like a high school kid in love for the first time, but I was already engaged at this point. Some months ago on a trip with quite some alcohol in the mix, the inevitable happened and B confessed his feelings to me and we ended up hooking up. Some days after this happened, we decided to cut all communication between us as we both had other long-term relationships and we didn't want to lose our partners. For months, I have been deeply sad, probably even depressed about losing him and very confused and disappointed with myself about what led me in the first place to cheat on G, who I thought I really wanted to be with. I have made quite some progress moving on and forgiving myself at this point, but I still spend many nights wondering if I'm making the wrong decision by marrying G when I'm clearly in love with someone else. Please know that I've been partially honest with G as I told him about the incident, but not about how deeply involved I was emotionally with B at this point or that I still have feelings for him. Me and G had a couple of tough months, but we are again in a good place. About two months ago, B reached out to me again and we've been talking since. First, it was a bit awkward, but with time, it's becoming again a bit of a friendship, only professional as we have set clear boundaries. I do notice that I have felt happier and more optimistic since speaking with B again. Two weeks ago, B told me that he's breaking up with his girlfriend and that he's still in love with me. At this point, some weeks before my wedding and after months of not speaking, I'm not going to change my mind, so I asked him to move on. He accepted my decision and decided to keep distance between us again. Since then, I have spent my days crying about B and what I am losing instead of being excited, excited about what's coming and my new married life. I know that I was never brave enough to leave G due to our story and life together, but also because I genuinely love and appreciate him. So I decided I want to make it work with him and get married, but I can't stop thinking about B and I'm struggling not to romanticize being with him one day, which I know is absolutely unfair for G and actually not very realistic. 
So am I making the right decision marrying someone when it's quite clear my heart is not on the same page? I feel I need some time off to really figure out what I want, but it is too late. Yes, the wedding is paid for, flights booked, everything fixed. I don't know if there is any advice left at this point, but I haven't told any of this to anyone as I don't want to hurt G. So it's already been a relief just to share it with you. Lots Mm. of love. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. 
rocketmoney.com slash just break up. All right, Cass, very confused. Thank you so much for writing, for listening and trusting us with this letter. Um, you know, we laugh about everybody's messiness, but we really feel quite honored that people trust us sure. um, with what they don't trust other people with. Um mm-hmm. And wow, this is such a this is such a heavy pickle to hold in your heart during what should be a very exciting time. Like you said in your letter, you should be looking forward to this exciting transition in your relationship. And instead, you're caught in this limbo, you know, grieving this other love and being uncertain of the future. So I'm so sorry that you're experiencing all of this confusion in this time of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And like wedding planning is so stressful anyway, than to like also yeah. have this on top of it. Like, ooh. Uh, that's so true. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like to feel like you have to make such a difficult decision and, and having that feeling of like, I just need time and space when it feels like there's like this immediate and pressing deadline that's saying like, you have to pick now <laughs> because like mm-hmm. you only have a month left. The, the, stress of that sounds really challenging. And I think the first thing that Sierra and I want to say is that it doesn't really matter that the wedding is paid for, that the flights are booked, that all of that stuff is happening, right? Like if you need time, then you can take time. And people call off weddings all the time and it is an okay thing to do. It is available to you if you are really in a place where you feel deeply torn between these two people in your life and don't know what decision to make. So just want to like state that out loud so that you can hear that that is absolutely an option that's available to you, even though it feels like it's not because like, Ooh, money and people coming and all of that stuff, it's still available. You can say, no, you can say, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, because at the end of the day, um, you don't want to pit money and a reservation against, you know, authenticity, happiness. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember once I I actually had just moved to Minneapolis in 2007 and I was like super depressed um, because it was like my first winter living alone away from family and it was my first Minneapolis winter. So it was like very cold (laughs) and I was probably dealing with like seasonal depression and life depression. And I remember calling my sister and being like, Oh, I'm just like not happy here. And she's like, well, you could move home, you know, back to New York. And I was like, no, I can't. I have a lease. And she was like, people break leases all the time. Just Mm -hmm. like Sam said, people call off weddings all the time. It just, it is, it is a a part of life. Um, And, and, you know, like Sam said, it it was so empowering just to hear that that was an option. Of -hmm. course, as soon as the sun came out in March, I was feeling fine again, but. um, Minneapolis in spring and summer is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to try to highlight a couple things in this very tricky situation. Um, first, I want to say, if at all possible, you know, when, uh, when other people write us and say, you know, I'm in this entanglement with two people and I'm with one person who I love, but I love another person, you know, should I stay or break up? The first thing that comes to mind is like, can you simplify it by taking the other person out of the equation? Mm. Like looking at your fiance 
you know, your partner of the last eight years, do you want to marry him? Do you want to marry this man? Mm-hmm. You know, you can, in the equation, you can include the life experience that you've had with the other man, but it's not one or the other. It's, right. do I want to marry this man or do I not want to marry this man? Because mm-hmm. when we pit two people against each other, I think it it overcomplicates what's, what is already a really complicated scenario for us to like parse out, right? Mm-hmm. But But can we simplify the question to, do you want to marry this man? And even simpler, do you want to marry this man this month? Do you want to marry this man? <laughs> yeah, that's real. This month. Because maybe the question isn't like, do you want to marry him? You're like, because you could be like, yeah, I do. We've worked towards this, but like, okay. But do you want to marry him now? Do you mm. want to marry him right now? And it sounds like you don't. It sounds like you're like, I need time. I want space, yada, yada. So that's my first piece of perspective to give you. I think Sam and I have like a small disagreement that we'll talk about this, (laughs) (laughs) referring back to this idea. But the second piece of advice I want to give you or perspective I want to offer before Sam and I debate on air is when I was reading your letter, I was struck by the idea of love versus attraction. And Mm. now I know that you have real feelings for man number two, okay? I know that you, that your connection and your feelings are real. But I was reminded as I read your letter of a letter we answered like maybe a month or two ago in which we talked about a partner's attraction for their partner fading you know, like because their body changed and right. yep. And I remember you or I, Sam said like, you know, in long relationships in life, attraction fades, you know, like, yeah. Or it you know, changes. And, and yeah. Changes. Right. And we are not talking about physical attraction in this letter, but what it reminded me of is, you are trying to compare two men and two different types of love for those men. They're, you're mm. not loving them in the same way. You know what for I mean? Sure. Like you feel like you're in high school again and you're never going to feel that way with man number one again. So to pit those two loves against each other is unfair in a way because they're never going like I'm never going to feel towards my spouse, what I feel towards a new crush again, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to yep. feel something totally different, more evolved, you know, deeper, more boring. I don't know what you want to say, right? Like I'm going to, what I'm going to feel to my spouse won't be feel as like exciting and as electric as like a new high school S crush will feel. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to trivialize your feelings for man number two. I'm just trying to illuminate the fact that it's not man number one versus man number two because the scales are rigged. The scales are wrong. You know, like you're feeling, you have eight years of love and relationship for one man and you have, you know, uh, a couple months of intimacy with another. I, they're just never going to add up. Right. Do you, can you help me make my point for me? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you made it great that like they're they're you're trying to compare apples and oranges here, right? You're expecting from your your relationship with G the newness and excitement and um 
the sexiness of like in, like doing things secretly from somebody who's like, I'm here, I'm there for you. Like we've agreed to do this. We've been living here for, we've been living together for three years, right? It, like that's not going to be something that G is going to be able to offer you um, in the same way that B is going to, because B is like new and shiny and out there and bad and like all of these different things that, that like trigger all these brain chemicals for us. Right. Um, and I also think that like, Part of the issue here too is that um, it's hard to make this decision about like which of these things do I want because I know that you want both of them, <laughs> right? Like mm, it's like right. I, I'm like I know that you want to be married to G because otherwise you wouldn't have agreed to marry him, and I also know that you want to be with B because like I know why else would you have not? Why else would you have been with him, right? Like right. So it, it of course you're in this like this like really crunchy place where it's like, I want both of these things, but I can't have both of these things at the same time, unfortunately. So I am of the opinion that the, the thing that's going on with B here is like really intense and like really passionate and like all of those things that Sierra said. And I don't know that you actually want to be with B. I think you want to be with the idea of B, right? I think you want to be with this sort of like excitement of this new person and like this love that you have for him, these deep feelings that you have for him. And what I'm concerned about is that you're letting that like love or that like excitement, that newness really sort of blind you from what seems like a really good, stable, loving, wonderful relationship that you have with G. Um, and Sierra yeah. is like, you shouldn't get married. I'm like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't say that yet. <laughs> I, just say, I just say that yet. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, it doesn't have to be one man or the other. Like, I, what I'm worried about is the relationship <laughs> escalator, right? Like, because yeah. you're together for eight years and you've made all these plans and you put the down payment you know, on, and this is what happens in long-term relationships. You get married, but I, but I'm wondering like, does your, does your fiance deserve to be with a partner who is, who said in a letter, my heart is not here. What mm. should I do? Right. But I, but I give Sam a lot of credit because Sam is saying your heart is here. It's just being distracted by this shiny, nice thing. Like this is the path you want to be on. Right. And you say like, my heart is not on the same page. And I think your heart is on that page. It's just like also on a different page at the same time. It's like between these two pages, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, totally. it's not like in a whole different book somewhere. It's not like you're like, he's a jerk and I haven't loved him forever. And now I'm getting married to him. And I don't know why it's like, you clearly love both of these people at the same time. And like, that is really hard <laughs> to be in. Yeah. And of course, the excitement of B is going to feel more like enticing because if it's like causing all these brain chemicals to go off and it's like forbidden yeah. love. It's like all of these like over romanticized things. And I just don't want you to get distracted by that at the expense of what seems like a love that you both have put time and effort and intention into that you have worked through problems with that like you have agreed to to continue to work on and solidify with each other because yes. as somebody who also has been in relationships where I've been attracted to the new shiny object that's outside of my relationship, I can tell you that nine times out of 10, it isn't actually that great once you get it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Mm-mm. It's actually like, oh, this? I left that thing over there for this? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, we're using the word shiny, you know, to describe something that can distract us. We don't mean that to trivialize this relationship because, again, we know that it is totally possible to have genuine feelings for more than one person at the same time. Absolutely. Even if you want to consciously practice monogamy, you know what I mean? Like yep. monogamy is just a, a label we slap on our relationships. Our bodies and our hearts are much more nebulous than that. Sure. Um, I just, I don't know. The timeline is stressing <laughs> me out. I'm the like, timeline get is this stressful. lady, it is very stressful. get this lady a horse so that she can ride out of that wedding. Absolutely. Because this is, this this is what I want UPS for you. Get this lady a UPS truck to grab onto <laughs> and she's running away from Richard Gere. Yeah, exactly. That's a runaway this, ride reference for, yeah, for those young no, folks out there. No, that's what I was setting up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Nobody knows that movie anymore. <sighs> this is what I... I feel really torn because this is what I wish for our letter writer. Um, I wish for you a sense of clarity before taking this really big step in your life. And also I know that it is possible to use the lack of clarity to sort of, I don't know, miss out on your actual goals in life. Like we, we've been taught that we have to be a hundred percent sure before we make any big decision like this, or that you should be 100% sure that you want to marry somebody and that never attracted to anybody else. Like I understand that. I, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I just like it. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I totally... I, four and a half years in, Sierra's speechless. <laughs> like, I don't. We finally broke her, y'all. <laughs> yep, I'm broken. Uh, no, and I I totally get it because like, it's also like... I think the relationship escalator aspect of this is really real. Like people get married for d- dumb reasons all the time. they got together really young. <laughs> yeah, but they've also been together for eight years, which also is like... That's a long time to be together and not get married. So like, are we getting married because we want like all of that is really true. All of this to say that Sierra and I can't answer this question based you know, on one page of text. This is what I'm going <laughs> to leave you with. It, it is. And I said this before. It cannot be guy number one versus guy number two. Mm-hmm. It can't be. Well, if number two doesn't want me, I'm going to go back to number one or right. I'm not. It's not. I'm leaving number one for number two. It's it's I'm not going to marry guy number one, because I'm not ready to get married right now. Sure. That's what it has to be. That's why we have to simplify it. That's why you have to fucking block guy number two for a while, because like you're never going to be able to make clear decisions when that person is in your periphery. You know, it's hard enough with him in your heart. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, but I also think it's like, it's okay to get married to this man that you love, knowing that there's another man out there that loves you because, because love is also about making choices, right? It's not just about how deep or intense our feelings are. It is also about like, I know that I will be happy with this person. I know that I have been happy with this person and I'm going to make the choice to continue to be with this person, even though it means that I'm going to miss out on what could be something wonderful and fantastic. Cause that's what life is, right? That is you know, if you are practicing monogamy, getting married to someone means like saying no 
to the other people that might be super fun and great and could also be people you would marry if you weren't in this relationship, right? That is, I'm so glad you said that because that's what I was stumbling over before is like, it's it's possible to make decisions for your future while being conflicted and with those opportunity costs, but knowing that this is going to lead you to a greater, deeper happiness, you know, or, 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 or because... Because it's what you want. You want to marry this guy. You mm-hmm. wanted to marry this guy before you met this person and this person sort of like distracted you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I will leave you with just uh, saying, um, obviously Sam and I are also stumped by this. Yes. And so we know how like confusing and conflicted your time must feel right now. But know that it is okay to be confused Yes. It's really hard to mourn a heartbreak during a time of assumed happiness. Yep. Give yourself some space. Give yourself some grace. Recognize that you're processing a lot right now. Block guy number two if you marry guy number one. Block <laughs> yes, guy yep. number two regardless just because you need think, some yeah. permanent space from one another. Yeah, I think that's um, right. To figure out your whatever and um <laughs> to figure out your whatever in the words of yeah Sierra. that's how i feel the, la- <laughs> the last thing i want to say is you know if you do if you do get married i read something in a parenting book recently that i really loved <laughs> and it's talking about like babies and toddlers but we're all babies and toddlers in our hearts right oh honestly yes <laughs> we're just bumbling around <laughs> yeah trying to like get our needs into met. things yeah, yeah absolutely um and they, something I appreciated about the the author, they said, like, if you want to change your parenting style, don't let, you know, patterns or history or, or, or routine stop you. Don't think, well, just because it's this way, it has to be this way forever. You know, we are so resilient. We're so adaptable. We're so capable of change. And so this is to say, if you decide to marry this person, you, it is possible that you recommit yourself to this relationship and to this lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. You, it is, you are capable, you are resilient. You are capable of grieving one lost love while knowing that you are saying yes to another love, right? We always say no to love. We are saying no to love when we say yes to other love. That yep. is, that is the thing, right? Yep. And, and you are capable of doing all of those things. And just because things are like this now doesn't mean they have to be like this forever in whatever sure. direction you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my darling, we love you so much and we hope this helps. Thank you so much for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want more content from us, you can always subscribe to our Patreon. If you subscribe for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, you are capable, you are resilient, you are brave. It takes courage to move throughout this world to tap into yourself, 
to listen to your inner stir, to follow your authenticity. You are dealing with a lot right now and you're doing the best that you can in this moment with the knowledge and experience that you have. Be easy on yourself, take care of yourself and give yourself some love. And if all else fails, just break up.